Hello everyone, this is Ashley with What's Up Under That. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about a kind of sensitive topic. I say sensitive because it may be sensitive for some people, whether you're parents, whether you deal with this yourself, but I wanted to talk about neurodivergency. Now you guys know um, just when it's come to this journey with myself and my son I'm very open and transparent about it because this is something that needs to be talked about like you know how they do speak on awareness for other topics um I want to bring some awareness to this so um with my journey being a mother a neurodivergent mother of a child that has neurodivergent um it's been quite difficult it's been difficult because Um, I just found out that I have autism, ADHD in August of last year. Mind you guys, I am 28 years old and I'm just now finding this out. Mind you, of my 28 years of life, I was in school for 12 of those. So you guys know there's only a certain amount of time that we are in school, And then, you know, we have holidays, um, holiday breaks, um, spring breaks, um, depending on grade level testing, you know, all that stuff weekends off. So imagine you're 28 years old. You don't find out until you're 28 that you have autism and ADHD. And when you and then realizing about at least maybe 11, 10 to 11 years of your schooling experience was absolutely unbearable. And you didn't know why. Like, imagine you always take a while doing things. You don't catch on to things the way everybody does. And it's crazy because when I dealt with these things as a kid, I thought I was slow. I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck is wrong with my brain? Why is it? Everybody else understands this and I don't get it. Like even when we would do problems in math, the way that I got to the answer and the way that everybody else got to it was absolutely insane. And it was like, I stayed after school. Um, I would get help from like the teacher and nothing fucking helped. And it really pissed me off because... I had to revisit those traumas as a parent, you know, I now know that my child has autism and or ADHD, we just can't seem to get full testing. So I'm going off of, you know, observance, research, um, eye readings that we've gotten done. And now it's time for me to put him in school. And I'm triggered. Because I feel like I'm being immersed into an experience all over again that quite literally traumatized me. And it's it's been a whirlwind experience. Like, it's been a lot of constant advocating for him, you know, speaking on his behalf when it comes to observance, you know, talking to his spirit, asking his spirit what it is that he needs, what's wrong, what do we need more of? And it's not easy. Like if anything, this is, this experience has made me realize 
that public schools are quite genuinely trash. Like, I feel like personally, public schools may or may not only be meant for neurotypical people. And you guys got to think, like even on TikTok culture, there are so many people, so many adults my age that are realizing that they are neurodivergent, that they have autism, that they have ADHD, that they have dyslexia. They have all of these different neurological disorders at our big ass age of fucking 28 and 30 goddamn years old. And there's even some people in their 50s and 60s just now finding out like I'm 40 years ahead of the game. Imagine being 50 and 60 years old and you just now realizing the reason that you couldn't have the relationship that you wanted with your child was because you're neurodivergent. And I say that piece, you know, I say that speaking on not having that relationship because being completely transparent, one of the the biggest things I deal with is I get overstimulated easily. My son needs constant stimulation constant stimulation whereas me on the other hand I don't like to be touched a lot I don't like that stimulation and I bet you guys are like okay well how did that work in relationships it worked in relationships because it was dopamine whenever I did something for the person I was dating I was constantly receiving that in return whereas with the kid and you know there was those breaks in between whereas with the kid a neurodivergent kid specifically I can't speak to a neurotypical kid because I don't know what that's like. So this is just me speaking from my experience. But with my son constantly needing that touch, like when he does certain things and explains certain things, he's directly in my face. And it's like my son and I are fucking polar opposites, y'all. Polar opposites. He's hyper. I'm a lot more toned down. He, I internalize a lot of my thoughts everything that is in his head comes right out his mouth there is no filter in between and that's something we've heavily been working on and it's just like I would say also something that we both equally deal with is transitions um I have a friend my friend is also neurodivergent um And you guys, I wanted to clarify this too. You guys will hear me use neurodivergent because my friend also has not been officially diagnosed, but it was by research and all those things and a lot of, you know, inner work, shadow work that we came to this conclusion. So when I use neurodivergent, I use that because I don't know what it is exactly. And I don't want to say that it's one thing when it could be another. So that's why I use neurodivergent in my episodes. But, um, what was I saying? Oh, let me slow down. Take a deep breath. I be talking so goddamn fast and I don't be realizing that shit. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Just as far as with my son and I, um, the transitions, I didn't realize transitions were hard for me until last week. Me and my friend were talking and I was like, yeah, da, da, da. X, Y, and Z. And this makes me really uncomfortable. She said, why does that make you uncomfortable? And I was like, damn, I don't know. And then when I really sat and I took some space and thought about it, I'm like, it's uncomfortable because I'm not used to it. And it's like, and it doesn't help because y'all know like the whole 
statistics with Taurus. Tauruses don't do well with change. Tauruses like everything the same. And for me, being neurodivergent, it's a comfort thing. And it's not that I don't like change. I'm big on stability and security. If there's something I feel secure with, having to transition to something different bothers me. And that was something I realized, too, that I dealt with in elementary school, high school, and, you know, all those things. Like, I was excited to go in a new grade, but I missed my old teachers. I just even the transition in between class, the classes being 45 minutes long. And I'm just like, I don't even understand. I haven't even had time to process what the fuck went on in the first class. And you guys want me to process and go into a different class. And, you know, you got that five minutes in between each class. And it's like, you gotta get, get a drink of water, grab your books. Like, It's this, all of this overly preparedness, like say you have, say you have two classes, you got a debate between, okay, am I going to carry all my books so that I can go straight to the class, you know, talk with some friends for a couple of minutes, literally a couple fucking minutes, get a drink of water and then sit back down and be ready to take in information from a whole new fucking class. Like my brain could not finish processing what the fuck happened in that last class. And you guys want me to go into a whole new class and try to process that shit too? Like, bro, like even, and I think that is why I got straight A's and motherfucking B's. And I will shout that shit from the rooftops because I'm so goddamn proud of myself. I got straight A's and B's in massage school. Why? Because massage school was neurodivergent friendly without me fucking realizing it. Let me tell y'all how massage school was neurodivergent friendly. Um, we had one class that entire night class in total, including every 10 minute break. The class was two and a half hours long and it was one class every day. In between each break and throughout the class, it wasn't like it was complete silence and the teacher was shoving all this info down our throat and we had to keep on a steady pace because, you know, the teachers got a got a curriculum they got to stay on and they got to be at it. Shit got to be exactly to the T. No, in massage school, there was room to ask questions. There was room for the teacher to better explain. The teacher made sure she checked in with us and made sure we understood the material that it was that we were fucking learning. And for me, in massage school, it was very, very rare. I'd say like a 95, 98% chance that I ever took home homework because I got all my questions not question. Yeah, I got all my questions answered in class. The teacher was very, our teachers were very thorough. They were very patient. They were very understanding. And just talking about that shit makes me choke up because God gave me the most amazing teachers in massage school. Like I couldn't have asked for a better set of fucking teachers, y'all. And, you know, just giving us that space And the fact that 
We could email them asking questions. We could text our teachers asking questions. Like there was a lot of open communication, a lot of open communication. And, you know, for me, for my Torian self, my neurodivergent self, I feel like that's why I reflect so heavily on that experience with massage therapy school, because it was the first time out of my 12 years of my education, that was the first time in my life that I genuinely loved learning. I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt like God curated the best experience for me possible. And my inner child needed that. She she really needed that because I hated school, y'all. Like, school was a fucking fashion show for me. Like, anybody that knows me knows, like, when you came to my locker, I had snacks I had hair stuff, so if you was having a bad hair day, come to my locker real quick. We'll get you good. We'll get you right, whatever it is the fuck you need. And I looked cute, like, putting together different outfits. I got to play around with my hair. That was at that point in time in my life where I wanted to go to school to be a cosmetologist. And that was what school was for me because I didn't get the help that I needed. I didn't have the help that I needed And I say all of that and really allowing you guys to see my experience to say this is exactly why I feel like even before you have children, like when you get routine blood work for, you know, your yearly exams and all that shit, that is exactly why I feel people need to be tested to see if they have autism, whether that is, you know, blood testing whether that's actual testing and more studies, it needs to, more attention needs to be brought to doing more studies when it comes to women being neurodivergent, because that's been the biggest thing too, that I've noticed and I've seen on TikTok. There's so many women that are just now getting diagnosed because you know, like me, like I said, I'm very calm. Um, I'm not too big or keen on touch and, and it's very undetectable. The only reason that it would be detectable is if people really paid close attention to me. And that even like really makes me dig into trauma wise. Like I was, when I was writing in my journal this morning, I said, I just want to feel seen. And by seen, I want to feel seen in the way that I make people in my life feel seen. If you're in my life, I don't dig to make you feel some type of way. I don't dig to trigger you. I dig to understand you. I dig to help you see yourself because I know how it feels to go 12 years without feeling seen. Like, y'all really think about that. Imagine if you knew you were a person, if you knew you were human, but for 12 years... You did not feel seen. That shit would fucking shatter you. So on top of me already being a black girl, I'm a black neurodivergent girl. Like how seen do you guys really think that I felt during that period of time? I didn't. So that is even more so why more studies need to be done on women and why more tests need to be ran. Because just like how you have to like, If you find out your baby has cerebral palsy or if you find out your baby's going to have a heart condition and the doctor gives you the necessary tools and resources to make you better equipped to handle situations when that child comes. 
And it's been an adventure getting to know my son. Like I always used to tell people my son felt like a complete stranger to me when he was a baby. Like intuition wise, instinct wise, I knew this is my baby. I love him. I have to take care of him. But shit didn't really start fucking clicking until months or at least a year or so down the damn line. And it's like, that should not have been my experience as a new mom. My experience should be, I'm learning my child because even though I carried him, I have to learn him. Not my child is a complete stranger to me in a neurodivergent way. And the people that are neurodivergent that have children will understand exactly what it is I'm saying, because I know neurotypical people will be like, well, technically when you have your baby, your baby is a stranger. That's not the way I'm talking about. Neurodivergent people will wholeheartedly understand what it is. I mean, when I say my child felt like a stranger and it was, it was almost like I was, as I keep continuing to get to know my son. Like that is one of my missions in life is to really get to know him. And it's beautiful because, you know, just I don't remember too much of my relationship, how my relationship was with my parents But I didn't necessarily feel like my parents got to know me. It was just me always sharing my interests. And that's even something I deal with as an adult. I don't want to just share my interests with people that are my friends. I want people to ask me, what are your hobbies? What's something that you're currently working on? What is something that you love to do? What's something that you have always wanted to do but never did? Why didn't you want to do that? Like, fuck, I want somebody to dig me. I want somebody to really want to get to know me. And that's what I've realized, you know, at this point in time, just even when it comes to friendships, like I don't want to have to over explain why I do all the shit I do. I want people to ask just because and not because they feel offended or disgusted with me, but because they genuinely want to get to know me. Ashley, why do you do that? I've noticed that it seems like this is hard for you. And I just wanted to know, like, what's the reason so that I can think on it and I can explain. And that will help me better know myself. You know, that's that's really it. But that and, you know, just even kind of going back to the whole why the testing is needed. The testing is needed because there's a lot of shit that may happen that you may not be ready for. And I feel being proactive with being proactive with autism and any other neurodivergent um, uh, disorder, I guess you can say, I don't know the correct term for it. Being prepared for that is just as important as anything else. Because like my son, um, he's made a lot of progress from when he was a child. If you've listened, if you guys have listened to previous episodes, um, I have talked about his progress. I've talked about his progress, where he was when he was a baby and where he is now. And just how to nobody talks about how diet 
and sunlight and all of those things and supplements and parasite cleanses and healing the gut and how all of that is very much important for children with autism. My son would not be where he is today had I kept him on the diet that he was on when he was an infant. If I would have kept my son on the standard American diet, his autism and ADHD would be 10 times worse than what it is. And I'm not saying that it's it's worse now, it's gotten better, but it still has its up and down moments just as anything else. But it would have been a lot worse. He probably wouldn't be speaking as much as he's speaking now. He wouldn't be able to care for himself. He wouldn't. It's a lot of things that he wouldn't be able to do had I not advocated for him as heavily as I did. And that's another thing, too. When you have children that are neurodivergent, there's so it's the the constant being completely fucking transparent. The constant advocacy is exhausting because it's like your child is invisible to the world and you are fighting fucking tooth and nail to make your child feel seen. And that's one thing about me. Anybody that's friends with me knows when it comes to my baby feeling seen, I don't play that shit, especially the public school system. Y'all don't even want to fucking know how much I have had to call and speak with his school. The shit is ridiculous. And that's why I tell parents And this is just being neurodivergent myself. This is why I tell parents, advocate for your fucking kid. Do the research. Read the books. If you have questions, I am open to answering them. Like, I'm open to answering them. I want to help. I want to help people. Because, like, one of the biggest things that my my son dealt with was the doctors telling me, Him not having bowel movements was normal. Mind y'all, around becoming a mother was the same time my goddamn spiritual journey kicked in. My intuition was like, that's not fucking normal. It's not. How is it I shit every day, but it's normal for a toddler to not shit? Like, it's to the point my son is so goddamn constipated, he's going a week and a half without fucking shitting. When he does poop, it's so bad that he's stomping in place and bracing my legs because of how bad it fucking hurts. My kid is one, two years old and doctors are prescribing me fucking Miralax. Why? And when I smelt it, Miralax smells like fucking glue. Anybody that's used Miralax, you guys know that shit smells like fucking glue. Why am I giving my child... Why am I allowing my child to ingest a product that smells like glue? Why am I relying on a product instead of what God gave me to better help and assist my child in healing his body? And like, even too, don't get me fucking started on vaccines. Like the shit is just fucking unnecessary. It's unnecessary. I remember once um, and I'm saying this and I'm going to say this shit for record because I don't think they ever fired that doctor. I was at um, Phoenix Children's Hospital and there was a doctor there and I told him my son, this was when I found out my son was allergic to peanuts. And I told him, 
um, I don't vaccinate my son. I'm not getting him vaccinated. And this was per my ancestors and my spirit telling me, do not put that shit in him anymore upon birth. But I told him and I explained to him why. And he got so furious that I wouldn't vaccinate my son. This doctor told me at Phoenix Children's Hospital, this doctor told me if you do not get your son vaccinated, he will die. Excuse me? Mind y'all, I'm a new mom. I'm a new mom. And this man, mine, thank God my ancestors have stood 10 toes motherfucking down when it comes to my child and I. And just hearing it in my voice, every time I tell this story, it makes me livid because God knows how many other mothers that doctor has told that those mothers to and scared them into vaccinating their child? How many other doctors there are there that have said those exact words and scared those new moms into doing that shit and made them feel like shit for not doing it? This man told me if I didn't vaccinate my kid, my kid was going to die. Boom, here we are. He's getting ready to be seven soon. And he's still alive and well. So what else? He survived COVID. What else? Like, and this is exactly why I say. I know a lot of us, my age, we deal with people pleasing issues. We deal with not feeling seen and heard. But I'm telling y'all right the fuck now. Work through your own shit when it comes to you voicing for yourself. Do not let yourself fall silent when it comes to advocating for your neurodivergent children ever. Because these doctors see our children and not just neurodivergent, neurotypical children too. These doctors see our children as guinea pigs. That's exactly why a lot of studies when it comes to vaccines are not done on children because the studies are being done on live children. Why y'all think they got vaccine injury uh, payouts? It's like that's preventative. If vaccines work, y'all look that up. Look up the statistics. Look up the amounts. Do some digging when it comes to that shit. On vaccine injury payouts. That should have fucking shocked you. Look and see too how long that shit's been around. If this shit so-called works. Why do y'all got funding for these injuries? And they got that shit hidden. Because they don't want people to know that it's available. Just like how with white, white corporate. How there are so many things that you can have access to. To make your life easier. And they have that shit hidden. You gotta be. With thing, you got to be in that shit to know that certain shit is available. You got to work in certain settings. You got to work, be a part of certain circles to understand what it is that is available to you. So do that research. If you feel that, you know, if you feel that you yourself are neurodivergent, um, I'm trying to see how I am going to post this because there was a PDF that a girl had.
had available on her page, a PDF that I downloaded. I'm going to have to look for it. But um, do your research, y'all. Not just for you, but for your babies. Because a lot of, and then too, you may figure out, one thing I also realized is um, one of my parents is neurodivergent. And that's where I get it from. And who knows who had it before my parent and their parent and their parent and so on and so forth. Get evaluated. And some people say, if I know I have it, what's the purpose? Because how are you going to know how to handle something if you don't know that it's there? You've just, you've just stated that it's, you just think now it's a personality trait. And you're on all these different medications. And I'm a very good advocate advocate for things saying that this shit can be healed and medicine is not the only option. Like I told y'all, it's a possibility I have both ADHD and autism. I have a tea blend that I created that's not on the market yet because I still have to have testers for it, um, get it insured and everything before I put it on my website. But I have a tea blend that I created. Mind y'all, my mind races constantly. It races fucking constantly because like how I said, my son is the hyperactive one. So everything that's in his brain comes out his mouth. Everything that goes on in my brain does not come in my mouth. That shit funnels back up to my fucking brain and it's a vicious cycle. But I created this tea and literally upon drinking it, my mind was silent. I was in total fucking shock. My mind was silent. I felt calm. I didn't feel random bounce of anxiousness when my son was anxious. And y'all know if you and your child are on opposite spectrums of the neurodivergency scale or however you want to put it. Y'all know how being an underwhelmed mom dealing with a constantly overwhelmed, overstimulated and also in that same breath needing stimulation child how taxing that can get and how hard it can be to process that shit constantly throughout the fucking day. But that shit had me feeling amazing. And it's crazy because I'm in therapy. I've told y'all this. I'm very open about it. And I wanted to get put on meds. And I'm just like, I can't do this shit anymore. It's too fucking much. It's too heavy. It's too much to deal with. I don't want to fucking do it. And um, my ancestors said no. They literally said no. And I'm like, what the fuck, y'all? Like, y'all see me struggling. Y'all see me. And they were like, you have everything that you need in your home. You have everything you need. Mind you guys, I'm not a big tea drinker. Like already with the neurodivergency, I have an issue with being consistent with things because as soon as the shit stops being fun, I don't want it anymore. And that's something I struggle with, which is why neurodivergent people struggle with friendships because that meeting and the the energy of all that shit is just, it's so everything. But yeah, staying on topic, um, they're like, you got everything you need. And I'm just like, okay. So I finally took the tea that I had been giving my son. And that was when I was like, it's a whole new world in this bitch. Like Aladdin type shit. 
And I was so fucking shocked. Like, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, I do know. I, I, currently it's me, my son, and a friend of mine's that is testing the tea. I want to, um, I want two more testers, people that you know you're going to be consistent or, you know, at least try to because we're neurodivergent. When are we ever consistent? Um, set timers, set alarms, um, get a tea ball the night before you go to bed, fill the tea ball up, put it in the cup, um, get an electric tea kettle, neurodivergent friendly tip, makes it quick and easy. Uh, have it so that your tea is ready upon rising. You can drink it with honey and lemon, or you can just drink it plain. That's how my son and I drink it. Um, it makes it easier so that when you start drinking more teas and more herbs, um, more tea, when you start drinking more teas and more herbs, drinking them bitter makes it easier to drink others. But yeah, if you would love to be a tester for me, if you deal with anxiety, if you deal with overthinking, if you deal with a hard time sleeping and you're neurodivergent and you are not taking medication, because honestly, um, one of the people I have testing it, um, she takes medication and it was a lot of not going to lie. I love doing research, but it was a lot of research. So If you are neurodivergent or even if you're not neurodivergent, if you deal with anxiety, if you deal with overthinking and a hard time sleeping, I am looking for two more testers. Um, One of the qualifications is you must not be on any medications, Um, any medications for anxiety and all that stuff, because I don't have the energy to do that research, being completely honest with y'all. But yeah, um, to test the T's, it will be $20. Plus shipping, you will receive um, a month's supply of tea and it'll come with instructions on how to make it, how long you need to let it steep. Um, you know, if you miss the dosage, how exactly does that work and all those things. So, yeah, if y'all listen this far, because I didn't think that this episode was going to be this long, but I was like, I need to talk about this shit. Let me know if you are interested, please, because I'm not really I'm not on social media right now. I am, but I'm not Um, heavy on not per my ancestors instructions. Um, If you want to reach me, email me at brujas to blunts at gmail dot com and we'll get you together and we'll get you situated. Alrighty, I hope you guys have an amazing Sunday, amazing Easter. If you celebrate it, Passover, all the things. And I will talk to you soon. All right, bye.